Hey Chava, what's going on? Welcome back to Babel on Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Ein Vav, Daf 76 of Masechta Erevin. Um, at the beginning we start talking, you know, we talk uh, some more about these interesting kind of um, uh, courtyard configurations. Um, yeah, and then we complete da, we, we complete the sixth parak of Masechta Erevin and we move on to the seventh parak of Masechta Erevin. Very exciting. Um, and we talk about you know, uh, different openings like uh, windows and stuff between different chatzars and being able to join different chatzars together or maybe not being able to join different chatzars together. We get to some Gemara math, circles and squares. Yay! Anyways, cool. Then we get to a new mission at the end. Chavre, let's move on. We are on Daf Ayin Hamud base, three lines from the bottom. Amr of Nachman, Amr Bar Avua. Amar Rav, Beis Chatzeros v'Gimel Batim Beinehen. Interesting. So you have two chatzers, okay? Now in between these two chatzers are like three townhouses, okay? Now let's start again from the beginning. So two chatzers, right? So in each of the two chatzers, there is a house in the chatzer. Great. Now between the two chatzers, there are three townhouses. Now, the outer of the three townhouses, meaning one, the one on each, on either end, is open also into one of the chatzers, right? So, so what you have is in each chatzer you have a house, and then you have also, you know, one of the ends of the townhouses, like, you know, depending on which side you're on, either the first or the third townhouse, uh, is also open into the chatzer. And then there's the townhouse in the middle that is open into both of the other townhouses. Like you could just walk into a door and walk through a door into the other one. So you can kind of walk from one chutzer through each townhouse and technically get to the other chutzer, okay? That's what we're talking about. So now, these two chutzers wanted to join together in a common Erev so that they can carry, you know, from one to the other. So what they did was, each of the two houses in the chutzers, they took a loaf of bread from their house, they walked through the first townhouse and put it in the middle townhouse. So both of the houses in, right, one house from each of the two chutzers walked through their, you know, first townhouses and they both put their bread in the middle townhouse. Now, So, well, what happens is, the, there's only like three houses here technically, right? Meaning there's the house in each of the two chutzers. But now the first of the three townhouses from either direction is really just a gatehouse for the middle townhouse. So you really have three houses, right? You have the house in each of the two chutzers, so that's two houses. And then you have the middle of the townhouses. The two outer townhouses are really just gatehouses for the middle townhouses. So the so therefore the two outer townhouses don't have to uh, contribute anything because they're just gatehouses. And the middle house is the house that they're putting the bread in. So the, the middle house doesn't have to contribute anything either because they're putting it in his bread. When the when 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 you're hosting the Arab, you don't have to contribute because the whole point, right, is that everybody's it's like everybody's joining together and spending Shabbos in your house. So Mamela, you're there. You don't have to bring bread in order to do that. So really the only people who have to contribute are the, the houses from the two chutzers, but none of the townhouses would have to contribute anything. All right, one of the perks of living in a townhouse that is 
one of the perks of living in a townhouse that's connected to a chacher that has one house in it and other townhouses and on the, on the other side of it. All right, very nice. Badek lehu rachba lerabanan. So now, Rachba wanted to test the rabbis. I think there was a Rachba bin Pumpedisa. I wonder if this is Rachba bin Pumpedisa, but so Rachba was testing the rabbis. Beis chatseris uveis batim beinayim. Okay, so if we have basically the same setup, but it's slightly different. There's two houses in between the chatseris, not three. Okay, so again, Badiklu Rachba the Rabbanon. So Rachba was testing the rabbis and he asked them, Beis chatseris uveis batim beinayim. So if you have two courtyards, and between the two courtyards there are two houses, two townhouses. So now the house that is in the first chatzar, he like walked through the first house and put his um, Eruv in the second townhouse. And then the guy from the other chatzar took his bread and walked through the first townhouse relative to him and put it in the second townhouse. Kanu Eruv Olo Kanu. So, does this work, right? And in this case, they're not actually looking to like join together into one Eruv. They're, they really just want to be able to carry in their own Chatzar, right? And what they're doing is they're taking their bread, they're walking through the first townhouse that they get to and putting it in the second townhouse. So, is that going to work as uh, to be able to allow them to carry in their own Chatzar or not? If you if you guys were one of the rabbis with Rachba, what would you have responded to Rachba? I don't know. Do we say that the um, you know each of the townhouses can kind of like wear both hats? Right, meaning, so when the bread is being walked through it to get to the second one, so it can be um, considered like a gatehouse, but then when the guy from the other chatzar is walking through the other house to put the bread in it, well then maybe it could be considered like a house. So maybe it can kind of work both ways and, and it would be an acceptable Erev. So sometimes it's a gatehouse, sometimes it's like an actual house. That's what we're trying to figure out. Can we say that or do we say no? Like, you got to choose one. So Amru lay. So they said to Rachba, Shnehen lo kanu erev. They said, Yeah, this is not going to work. Neither Chatzer is going to be able to make an erev like this. Because Manafshach, either way you look at it. If you consider the house to be a gatehouse, well then somebody who puts um, his eruv in like in, in a gatehouse or some kind of other non-residential kind of um, like a place where you don't live. So, eno eruv. It's not an eruv. And if we're considering these houses to be actual houses, well, then you're walking, right? You're walking through the first townhouse to get to the second townhouse and you're putting your bread in the second townhouse but you're walking through the first townhouse that you didn't make an Erev with, which is going to be a problem. So they say either way you cut it, it's going to be a problem, and this Erev is not a good Erev. But then the Gemara says, but why, why, why can't we have it both ways? Why can't we say that 
Each house can sometimes be considered a gatehouse and sometimes be considered a regular house. And when it's a gatehouse, you could walk through it. And when it's a regular house, you can put the Erev in it. Why is this any different than Rava, the Amr Rava, that Rava said, Amrulo Shnaim, Tseva Erev Aleinu. If two people said to the Erev guy, right? We've seen this before also, right? Like these kind of, I wouldn't necessarily say corrupt Erev guys, but you know, these, these uh, Erev guys that kind of decide, you know, if you're nice to me, I'll, I'll, I'll get your Erev there on time. If not, then I won't, right? You know, everyone's busy on Friday. They don't, they don't want to be bothered with the Erev. So there's the Erev guy. There are guys a shtickle nudnik, right? Anyways, so what happens this time? So you have two guys, they go to the Erev guy, and they say, hey, can, can you put out the Erev for me on, on Friday afternoon? To one of them, he managed to get there on time before Shabbos, before Ben um, But for the second guy, the Erev man only got to the location during Bain Hashmashos. And what do we say? So, well, the um, food that he was able to put out in the proper place um, before Bain Hashmashos, well, Zel, when, when Bain Hashmashos started, so it was Konesh uh, Visa, the Erev kicked in, and um, therefore on, during Bain Hashmashos, you could already eat that Erev. And the Erev that he only managed to put down during Ben Hashmashos. Okay, so obviously then you can't eat it during Ben Hashmashos. But you can just eat that Erev. Oh, one second. Oh, I think I'm translating that wrong. I mean, it's the same intention, but okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, um, where am I? His Erev got eaten during Ben Hashmashos, right? So meaning, one of the guys, the, right? So this Erev guy managed to put down, to get one of the Erevs in its proper place during the daytime. And the, and, and the other Erev, he only managed to get there during Ben Hashmashos. Now, the way it worked out was that the Erev that was put, uh, that was put down before Shabbos began, got eaten during Ben Hashmashos. And the Erev that was put down during Ben Hashmashos got eaten once it got dark out. Okay? Shneem Kanu Erev. Both of those Erevs work. So we see that Ben Hashmashos, which is Safek Yom, Safek Laila, we can kind of work it both ways. Right? That when the Erev is put in its place before Ben Hashmashos, well then... Ben Hashmashos already can be, right, the Erev can be Kona already at Ben Hashmashos, and if it gets, and if it gets eaten during Ben Hashmashos, it's fine. But if you don't manage to get the Erev in its proper place before Ben Hashmashos, you only get it there during Ben Hashmashos, well, then, alright, that's, that, that's okay. And if the Erev, you know, as long as the Erev doesn't get eaten during Ben Hashmashos, if it gets eaten once it gets dark, that would be acceptable. So we see the Benash Mashos, which is Suffolk Yom, Suffolk Lila, can kind of be considered both ways. For the first Arab that was put before Shabbos, well then, Benash Mashos was already considered like Shabbos, and even though it got eaten during Benash Mashos, it's fine, because when Benash Mashos kicked in, it was, the food was already there. But for the person who the Arab was only put down during Benash Mashos, we say, don't worry, Benash Mashos, we're not going to consider it like Shabbos yet. And, you know, um, and since the Arab only got eaten once it got dark, then, 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 then it's okay. Once it gets dark, that's when you were Konish Visa. So, 
we see that Benash um, Mashos is a suffix and we can kind of wing it both ways. So why can't we apply the same thing over here? That we have this house, which can kind of go either way. It can either be a gatehouse or it can be a regular house. So why can't we say that, like, depending on the um, circumstance, um, it can be considered both ways? So the difference is that over there, when it comes to uh, the Eruv, Suffolk, right, when it comes to this guy who put out the air of before Benish Mashros, during Benish Mashros, Suffolk Yumama, Suffolk Lelia, Lominkra, Milsa. When it comes to, you know, when exactly Shkia is, when it, when exactly does the night begin, it's not as objective. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not as clear what's what. Avalhacha, but, right, and therefore you can kind of, you know, it, it, there's more wiggle room to kind of wing it either way. Avalhacha, but over here, Idilagabi Ahai Bayis, but when it comes to like something that's objective, something that's obvious, like a house, and we're saying, is this a house or is this a gatehouse? Well, you know, you have to be, you, 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 there isn't really too much wiggle room over here. And if we're going to say that it's considered a gatehouse for this person, well, then it's a gatehouse for the other person. If it's considered a regular house for this person, it's a regular house for the other person. We have to be consistent. And as Rashi says, you know, because we, and we saw this the other day as well, that we don't want the words of the rabbis to be, what's his lashon? Kichucha v'itzlula. Basically like a joke, you know, meaning we can't, you know, just make everything into one big loophole where sometimes this could be a gatehouse and sometimes it can be a regular house. You know, it depends what, depends whichever one works better for you. No, you know, something so objective like this, like what is this house? You know, it's, it's gotta only be one thing. Hadron Allah, Hadar. Um, so we will come back to you, Perak Hadar. All right. Okay, Chaber, new Perak. Perak Chalon. The seventh Perak of Mesechta Ervin. So if you have two chatzers, and between um, and between the chatzers there is a wall, and in the wall there is a window. Okay. So if the window is four tefachim by four tefachim, and it's within ten tefachim of the ground, well then me'arvin shnayim ve'imratzu me'arvin aleph. Well then, um the two chatzers can kind of decide. Either they can make their own individual Eruvs. If they want, they could join together in one Eruv. Either way, you know, it's basically the equivalent of a, of a, of a Pesach, um, you know, and, and, um, you know, e- either, either they could se- make their Eruvs separately or they could join together, really whichever one they want. However, if the window is smaller than four tefachim by four tefachim, or the maila miyud, or the um, window is ten above ten tefachim, right? So you have ten tefachim of wall, which is a proper wall, and then above that is this window. Well, in either of these cases, if it's less than four tefachim by four tefachim, or it's above ten tefachim from the ground, shnayim ma'arvin shnayim bein ma'arvin echad. Well, then in that case, there is a proper divider between the two chatzers and they, you know, they, they can make separate Arabs, but they cannot join together in an Arab. Lema, tnan, stomach, Rib Shimon ben Gamliel. So let's say that our Mishnah is like Rib Shimon ben Gamliel. What about Rib Shimon ben Gamliel? Way, we, we've seen this at least once, right, at, at the, way back at the beginning of the Masechta. Can you imagine how long ago? Hevra, we've been learning Arabin for a long time. Call kavod to everybody. I mean, this is difficult stuff. We, we've been doing this for a long time, about two and a half months. 
We're even learning Masech Erevin. Unbelievable. So anyways, one of the things that we've learned in Masech Erevin is that there's a machlokas between Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and the Chachamim about Lavud, right? The, we always assume that Lavud is three Tvachim, uh, you know, that if it's less less than three Tvachim, I believe. Less than three Tvachim or three Tvachim or less? I think it's less than three Tvachim. So then we say Lavud. Um, and, you know, the two things will be considered connected. But um, if it's more than three Tvachim, then, right, three Tvachim or more, I believe, then we don't say Lavud. Whereas if Shimon Gamliel says that the magic number is four, not three. That less than four Tvachim, we say Lavud. Uh, four Tvachim or more, we don't say Lavud. Fine. So Pshita... Wait, no. What? Says the Gemara. Lema tanan stama kibshim There you go. If it's less than four, it's fachim, it's lavud. So, let's say that this Mishnah is a proof for Rabshim Gamliel, who says that if the, that, right, that anything that's less than four, fachim, we will say lavud. And therefore, what the Gemara wants to assert is that the idea with the measurement of four tvachim by four tvachim for this window is that, well, if it's less than four tvachim, well, then we would say lavud and consider it as though there's no window at all. So this seems to be a support from Shimon Gamliel, who says that lavud is uh, defined by four tvachim by four tvachim. Okay? No, not four tvachim by four tvachim, but that lavud is, lavud is defined by four tvachim, a distance of four tvachim. So the Gemara says, Afilu you can even say that this Mishnah, that this Mishnah is the rabbis. Okay. Let's read that again. So, Afilu you can even say that this Mishnah is like the rabbis. That the Rabbanan argue with Rabbi Shimon Gamliel when it comes to Lavud. Yeah, when it comes to Lavud, so they say that uh, the magic number is three, not four. But this is, an, an, this is not a question of Lavud. This is not a question of Lavud, this is a question of windows. Avalinian Pischa, or Pesach's entryways, right? So. Regarding an entryway, and we learned also regarding entryways, right? That they need to be four, right, a minimum of four tefachim. That if there is four tefachim by four tefachim in this window, so then it's considered significant. If it's less than that, it's not significant. This is not a question of lovewood. This is a question of, 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 of openings in walls. Okay. So we said that if the uh, window was less than four tefachim, so then um, it's insignificant, and you would be unable to join together. But the two chateres would be un- unable to join together. Pshita, this is obvious. Since we had very clear instructions in our Mishnah of what constitutes an opening in the wall that would enable the two chateres to join together, and that definition is. Four tvachim by four tvachim minimum size for the window, and it must be within ten tvachim of the ground. So then, mimela, so then I know automatically, on a yodaina, the pachis midalid, that if the window is less than four tvachim by four tvachim, ulemaila miyud, or if the window is above ten tvachim from the ground, lo, well then, these chateris would be unable to join together, because there's a proper wall between them, and they're considered separate. They cannot join together. So the Gemara answers, So 
So what 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 what, what this Mishnah what, what what we're learning now when we say that if it's above ten tefachim, then they cannot join together. It means that it has to be entirely above ten tefachim for them to be unable to join together. But if even part of the window is within ten tefachim of the ground, well then they if you know then 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 it's their choice if they want to um, make their own Arabs, they can make their own Arabs. If they want to join together, they can join together. It's up to them. Tanina Ladutanu Rabbanon, we learned in a Mishnah um, that which the rabbis taught. Kulo, or maybe in this case it's a Brisa. Kulo Lamala Miyud Umiktsasu Besoch Asar. If you have the um, a window that is almost entirely above Ten Tfachim, and it's only just slightly within Ten Tfachim, Kulo besochyod, or if it's entirely within ten tefachim, umiktsaso lemaylemiyod, and only just a tiny bit of it is above ten tefachim. Me'arvin shnayim v'mratzu me'arvin echad. If they want, they can make separate errors. If they want, they can join together. So again, we see this concept of you know, as long as only some of the windows within ten tefachim, they can join together. It doesn't have to be entirely within ten tefachim. So hashda kulo lemalam yudu miktsasu besochir amat ma'arvin. One second. So we, so we just said that if it's almost entirely above ten tefachim and only slightly slightly within ten tefachim, they can make an eruv together if they want. Ve'imratu ma'arvin echad. If they want, they can make separate eruvs. If they want, they can join together in one eruv. Kulo besochir umiktsasu lemaila miyud mibaya. Well then. In a case where it's almost entirely within ten tefachim and only just slightly above ten tefachim, obviously they'll be able to join together in an erev if they want. So, zov ein tzarich zov katani. My answer is no. It's it's like a, a this and not and, and and certainly you don't even have to say that. Meaning, they're saying yeah, if it's almost entirely above ten tefachim, right, and it's slightly within ten tefachim of the ground, so then it's okay. They could still join together in an Arab if they want. But and it goes without saying that if it's almost entirely within um ten tefachim of the ground and just ever so slightly above ten tefachim of the ground, certainly then they could join together in an Arab if they would like. Now we get to some math. Um Rabyochanan says Rabyochanan Khalun Agul. If you have a round window, so now obviously we've been saying up until now if you have a square window, it's gonna be four tefachim by four tefachim. Rabbi Yochanan wants to know, what about round windows? What dimensions do we need? So you need that this circle is going to have 24 tfachim in its circumference, okay? So this circular window is going to have to have a circumference of 24 Tfachim, because the assumption is that if the circle is 24 Tfachim circumference, well then you'll be able to have a square inside of this circle that is 4 Tfachim by 4 Tfachim, which is the size of our window. And you need that 2 Tfachim of them are within, 2 Tfachim and a little bit of them are within Ten tefachim of the ground. So that if you make it into a square, so then some of it will be within ten tefachim. Meaning, so what Rabbi Yochanan is saying is that 
if you have a window that it has a circumference of, of 24 Tvachim, so then the square, then you can have a square inside of it that is 4 Tvachim by 4 Tvachim, and the parts of the circle that are outside of the square are going to be 2 Tvachim, okay? So basically you have the um, square is 4 Tvachim by 4 Tvachim, and there's 2 Tvachim of circle that extends outside of the square on all sides, so then there's basically from the, it's a, it's a diameter then of uh, 8 Tvachim in this uh, circle. Now, the circle has to be within um, two Tvachim, basically um, a little bit less, it has to begin a little bit less than eight Tvachim from the uh, ground because that way the bottom of the square, which is like our four by four window part, is will be within ten Tvachim of the ground. Now the Gemara asks, Michdei, one second, that any circle that has a circumference of three, well then its diameter will be one tefach. So then, so why do I need 24 in a circumference? All I should really need is 12, right? If we're going to assume that the that a circle is three times, the, the circumference of a circle is three times its diameter, well, assuming that we're just looking for a circle with a diameter of four tefachim, well, then all I would need then is a circumference of 12 tefachim. So the Gemara answers, well, So, yeah, but that is only if you're looking to get the diameter of a circle. If all we needed was that the diameter of a circle um, should be four tefachim, then sure, the circumference would be 12. We agree with that. However, that's not what we're looking for, right? A circle that has a, 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 a diameter of um, four tefachim will fit within a square that is four tefachim by four, right? Each side is four tefachim. And therefore, if the size of the window is four tefachim by four tefachim, and this circle with a diameter is, um, you know, and we have a circle of four diameter, uh, right, with a diameter of four, and it fits within this circle that all the sides are four tefachim, so clearly the square uh-oh. The circle with a diameter of four tefachim fits within this square whose sides are each four tefachim. So then clearly this circle is smaller than the square. So we're going to need the square to be larger than 12. Um, uh, we're going to need this circle to be larger than the circle. Oh my goodness gracious. The circumference of the circle is going to have to be larger than 12 tefachim because the circle is going to have to be larger since it fits within this square, which means that to get the um, circumference of the circle to be equal to the perimeter of the square, it's going to have to be larger. Uh, maybe? Got that? I mean, cool. Let's go weiter. Let's go weiter for a second. So, right? so if we were just looking for the diameter of a circle, uh, if we're just looking for a circle with a diameter of four, then that's all we would need. But we don't need that. We actually need a larger circle in order to get the circumference of the circles to be the equivalent of the perimeter of the square. How much is a square larger than a circle? We all know this by now. Revia. A square is 25% larger than a circle. Well, if that's the case, well, if that's the case, well, perfect. A square... Uh, that e that is four tefachim by four tefachim. Its perimeter will be sixteen tefachim. Well, there you have it. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for a circle, right? 
we want the circle and the square to have the same perimeter. If the square of the if the if the perimeter of the square is sixteen tefachim, so then perimeter then the circumference of the circle is sixteen tefachim. There you have it. So why is Rabbi Yochanan saying twenty four tefachim? All we need is sixteen. So the Gemara answers, Well, hanimile igula dinafik migo ribua. Well, that would be if we're talking about a circle that is in a square. But aval ribua dinafik migo igula beinan tefei. But what Rabbi Yochanan is talking, Rabbi Yochanan is talking about is a, is, is a square that was inside of a circle, in which case the circle is actually bigger than the square, and it's containing the square. The circle is larger, and the square is inside of it. Right? My time, how come we need the circle to be larger? Because the circle has to be able to contain also the points of the square. So the circle is going to, be, going to have to be larger than the square if the square is going to be contained within the circle. Okay, but still, that's not an unsurmountable problem. Mirde, let's see. Kol amsa biribua, amsa vitrei chomshe balachsona. Any, um, if you have an ama in a square, well then the, dia- the diagonal is going to be one and two-fifths amas, right? So if you have a square, um, each of whose sides are um, one ama, well then the uh, diagonal of that square is going to be one and two-fifths amas. So now going back to our example of a square that's four tefachim, so basically if the uh, if it was one tefach by one tefach, so then the diagonal would be one and two-fifths tefachim. Well, when the square is four tefachim by four tefachim, so then it's one and two-fifths times four, which is um, five and three-fifths. Now, that, so now, Okay, so if we have a circle and within the circle is a square, so the diagonal of the square is going to be the same as the, as the, as the diameter of the circle. So basically we have a circle then with a diameter of five and three fifths. Now if the assumption is that the, the circumference of the circle is three times the diameter, well then five and three fifths times three is um, 16.8, which is exactly what the Gemara says, right? So, so any ama um, in that on the side of a square, right? Any side of any ama that has any square that has sides that are that are each an ama. Well, the diagonal is going to be one and two one point four. Okay, the one and two fifths amas. So b'shivsa nechichumsha sagya. Well, then all you need is sixteen point eight. So why is Rabbi Yochanan saying twenty four? So Biochanan Amar Kidayani de Kesari, the Amrila Krabana de Kesari. So the answer is that Biochan is saying like these rabbis of Caesarea of these judges of Caesarea, some say it was these rabbis of Caesarea, the Amr that they say, Igula Migo Ribua Riva, that a circle that's contained within a square, so the square is twenty-five percent larger than the circle. However, Riva Mitoch Igula Palga. But if you have a square within a circle, so then the circle is basically going to be larger than the square by half of itself. So basically, if the square is um, has a perimeter of 16 tefachim, so half of that is 8. So that's what we're going to take into account when calculating the, uh, the circumference of this circle. So basically, 8 times 3 is 24, right? So that's what you're going to calculate as the diameter of the circle, and you're going to get a circumference of 24. That was the mathematical theory that um, Rabbi Yochanan was operating with. Okay, so the Mishnah had said, right? So we said if the window was less than four tfachim, or if it was above ten tfachim from the ground, so then um, they would be unable to join together in an area of, 
if they wanted, right? They would be unable to join together. They would have to have two separate Arabs. Fine. Amr of Nachman says, Rav Nachman Loshanu Elechalon Shebein Beis Chatseris. Now, Rav Nachman says that this is only true about a window that's between two courtyards. Aval, Chalon Shebein Beis Batim. But if you have a house that, if you if you have a window that's between two houses, well then, Afilu Lemaile Me'asara Nami Imratzu Laariv Ma'arvin Echad. Then, if you have a window that's between two houses, well then, even if that window is above ten Tfachim. Um, they could still join together in an Arab if they would like to. My time, how come? Well, because Besa Kiman Dimali Dami, because we treat a house as though it is entirely filled in, in which case um, the window is actually within 10 Tfachim of the ground because the house is considered filled in, so like all the way up to the window is still is going to be considered ground, anyways. Okay? Ezbe Ravalur of Nachman, Rav Asakashan of Nachman. Echod li chalon shebein beis chatseros, whether it is a window that's between two chatseros, vechod li chalon shebein beis batim, or whether it's a window that is between two houses, vechod li chalon shebein beis alias, or whether it's a window that is between two um, second floors, two, two lofts, vechod li chalon shebein beis gagin, or whether it is um, a window that's between two roofs, vechod li chalon shebein beis chadarim, or whether it's a window that is between two rooms. Kulan dalit adalit besoch asara. For all of them, we need that it is ten tefachim by ten tefachim within ten tefachim from the ground. So how could Rav Nachman say that um, a window between two houses, um, even if it's above ten tefachim, um, they could still join together in one eruv? If we seem to have a brisa that's saying that the halachas apply equally to all of these configurations, including houses. So, Targuma Achatseris. So, Rav Nachman answers, No, you could say that that is only talking about Chatseris, not anything else. Ve'echad li katani. But what do you mean? It, it specifically says in the Brisa whether this or that, in all the cases, it's going to be the same, including houses. And therefore, if you have a window that is less than 4 by 4 or if it's above 10 Tfachim, so then um, you, the, the different houses would be unable to join together. So Targuma Adalad Adalad. So Rav Nachman says, no, you could say that that's only talking about if it's uh, uh, four Tfachim by four Tfachim. That Kilu, yeah, if, if the window is less than four Tfachim by four Tfachim, so then that would apply equally, i.e. that they would be unable to make a joint Erev. However, in terms of like the ten Tfachim from the ground rule, that, 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 that's only for Chatseris. In a house, you can view it as though the, the floor is all, you know, the house is all filled up with stuff. And even, the, you know, even if you think that it's above 10 Tfachim, it's really within 10 Tfachim. But Amine Rabbi Abba Mir of Nachman, Rabbi Abba Asakasha from Rav Nachman, Lula Apasuach min Bayis la Aliyah, Tzarek Sulam Kabul Atiro, O Ein Tzarek Sulam Kabul Atiro. Very interesting question. So if you have a living arrangement, which is thus, that there is a ground floor and there's a loft, okay? So you have like uh, one person living in the ground floor and then you have another person who's living in a loft. So the question is, do we consider those like two separate living spaces? Uh, in which case we'll have to, and, and the way that you get up to the loft is there's basically a hole in the floor of the second floor, right? So it's like two floors of a house, okay? And the way you get up to the second floor is that there was like, um, you basically climb up through a hole in the floor of the second floor, and that's how you climb up to the second floor. And so what, so what we're asking is, but Amina Rabbi Abamir of Nachman, Rabbi Abba asked from Rav Nachman, Lula Pasuach Min Bayis So if you have this like hole in the floor of the second floor that 
is between the ground level and the second level. So if we want to enable um, these people to make an Eruv between them, do they need a proper ladder to serve as a Pesach? As a, as a, as, you know, because as we learned a few weeks ago, that, you know, sometimes we can consider a ladder to be like an entry, like, like, like an opening. And therefore, so do we can, do we need this ladder in order to serve as an opening, as a Pesach between the two, um, levels and enable them to make an Erev together? Or maybe you don't need a, a, a proper, um, you know, fixed ladder over there. Because Kiamrinan Besa Kimandamali Dami, when we say that a house is considered like it's filled up, and if we say that the house is considered like filled like it's filled up, well then there it's not above ten tfachim, right? Because the whole floor is all filled up with stuff until it gets to that second level. So do we say that when it's Kamandamali Dami, Hani Mile Min Hatsad Avabemsalo? So do we say that it's only considered like the house is filled up when the window that we're talking about is in the wall and we can consider like the stu- the house is filled up with stuff until the window. But what if about a situation like this where there's a hole in the floor? Do we say that the, um, the first floor is considered like it's all filled up with stuff until it gets to the second floor where the hole in the f- floor is for this guy to get up to the second level? Um, and in which case you wouldn't need any kind of like a special fixed ladder in order to serve as a entranceway between these two spaces um, or do we say that we don't consider it like it is uh, all filled up with stuff in which case you would need like a fixed ladder so right so Odil Maloshna maybe it makes no difference and we can consider it like the ground is filled up with stuff so Omar Lay so Rav Nachman said to Rabbi Abba Eino Tzarech you don't need this um, fixed ladder. Savarmina, now Rab, Rabbi Abba thought from there that Sulam Kavua Hudulo Deeno Tsarich Ha Sulam Arait Tsarich. Rabbi Abba thought that what Rav Nachman meant was that you don't need a fixed ladder, but you still need some ladder. Itmar was stated, Amr of Yosef, Barmanyomi, Amr of Nachman, Echad Sulam Kavua, Ve'echad Sulam Arai, Eno Tsarich. Rav Nachman actually says that you don't need any kind of ladder when there's this hole in the floor of the second floor because we'll view it as though the first level is all filled up with stuff until the second floor and um, they can make an Erev even without any special kind of ladder to treat it as a Pesach. Fine. New Mishnah. Kosel Shabain Beis Chatser. So if you have two Chatsers and in between the two Chatsers there is a wall. Gavoa Asara and this wall is 10 Tfachim tall. Virochav arba, and it has a width of four tfachim, meaning like a, like like a thickness of four tfachim. Okay, me'arvin shnayim ein me'arvin echad. Well, this is a proper wall. These um, uh, two chutzers are considered completely separate, and they would be unable to make an error between them. Hayubirosho peris. If on top of this thick wall were fruits. Well, then this chutzer can climb atop this wall and eat the fruits. And this chutzer, right, they can both kind of climb on top of the wall and eat the fruits. And as long as they don't take the fruits down into the chutzer, because since this wall is four tfachim thick, and as Rashi points out, the four tfachim thick part isn't significant in terms of the fact that they're considered two separate chutzers. That's just because there's a wall that's ten tfachim tall. The thickness really becomes significant here. Which is that since it's four tfachim thick and it's ten tfachim tall, well, it's its own rishus hayachid. 
and therefore you would be unable to carry from there into the other, uh, into your own Eruv, into your own Chatzar. Nifrat Sakosel Ad Eser Amis, if there is an opening in the wall, in, you know, up until 10 Amis, so then Ma'arvin Shnaim, Vimratu Ma'arvin Echad, Pneshu Kipesach. So then, you know, as long as, the, I thought that it was 10 Amis or less, but it's saying, we seem to be saying over here that it's until, I guess it's, it's a question of Ad Adbachal or Ad Adbachal, whatever it is, but um, as long as this opening is less than 10 tfachim, uh, ten Amis, as long as this opening is less than 10 Amis, so then it's a regular Pesach in between the Chatzars, and if they want, they could join together in an Erev, if they want, and if they want, they could create separate Erevs. Yosem Mikan, but if the if the opening in the wall is larger than ten amos, ma'arvin echad ve ma'arvin shnaim, well then if 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 the opening is larger than ten amos, well that well then well then it's a pirza, in which case they don't have the option anymore to make separate eruvs because there's a, a breach in between the two chatzers. However, we're gonna stop over here. That was the Ayn Vav of Mesechta Eruvin. So let's just do kind of a quick recap. Uh, at the beginning, we talked about all sorts of interesting configurations where we have these townhouses that can serve as like gatehouses as well. Um, the, uh, we had this case where there were two townhouses in between these two chutzers, and the conclusion was that, you know, the, right, that you would not be able to use them as an Arab because, um, you know, we have to be kind of clear about is this a house or if it, or is it a gatehouse? If it's a gatehouse and you can't use it for an Erev and it's a house, well, then there would be an issue of walking through one house to get to the other house. We then started the new parak of parak Chalon and we had this important halacha, which is that when you have um, a, a, a two chatzers and they're separated by a wall, so the way that they would be able to um, join together in a joint chatzer between the two walls, between the two chatzers, and a joint air between the two chutzers is if the um, window in that wall is four tfachim or larger and it is within ten tfachim of the ground. But if it's above ten tfachim, well, then there's a proper wall separating them. And if it's larger than four tfachim, it's not significant. And if it's smaller than four tfachim by four tfachim, it's not significant. We got into this um, mathematical thing about Rabbi Yochanan trying to tell us um, that you would need a circumference on a circle of 24 uh, in order for you um to for for that opening to be considered dalad tfachim um and then towards the end we got to this to a new mishnah um talking about different walls dividing chatzers and different breaches and we will continue from there tomorrow cheers